Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Twas the night before Rockmas, when all through the ring, not a creature was stirring, not even the king. The rock was quite big, with muscles, no hair, in the hopes that St. Nicholas would stop and stare. Dwayne was pumping while still in his bed, while visions of... But never pancakes! Go get me a cheeseburger! Go get the rock a cheeseburger! No ketchup! You mind uh, giving a little blow just one time for the rock? Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? You ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Let's get ready to podcast! Hanksy Banksy Rock Bottom is a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends put Tom Hanks in a headlock and are about to be choke slammed by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm Sam Siegel, and I can smell the rock is cooking hot dish Michigan style. Ooh. And this week, I am a six foot nine wingless fairy. I am Luke Patrick. I am. Ron Fuckard and Fistin. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now blast away, blast away, blast away all. As the boys opened fire into Dwayne's home, Vin smiled along as he knew he would pwn. Dwayne jumped behind cover and grabbed his big gun and loaded enough rounds to get the job done. The villains charged straight through the door missing completely the mines on the floor. Like the 4th of July, the explosives did blast, tearing off limb and knocking on ass. Shrapnel did puncture many an intestine as the force right crushed one's chest in. Diesel whipped round upon realizing the trap as they all heard above what sounded like rap. It's about drive, was the thundering call, just as Cummer began to fall, a hole in his chest where his heart had been, then Dwayne reloaded with a big grin. It's about power, he continued to scream, and the, right on the floor their blood did stream. The bodies fell hard, all maimed and dead, leaving Vin to hang his dumb bald head. We stay hungry, said Dwayne as he licked his lips, Strangely, Diesel dropped his gun and swayed his hips. His thrusting picked up concerning speed, and the rock's groin found itself need. They rustled and tussled and punched and kicked. Dwayne had the edge until a blade was snicked. Vin dropped low and drove the knife in. He tugged and he pulled to slice to Dwayne's chin. The rock flinched not as he continued to tower, smiling only as he said, We devour. He struck like a snake into Vin's soft neck, tearing and gnashing till Vin hit the deck. Johnson had destroyed the nasty foe, making him drop like new-fallen snow. He thought as he hid the bodies out of sight, Mary Rockmas to all, and to all a good night. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and stick it straight up all your candy asses! And you never let the rock make his pancakes, did you? You wanted The Rock to make chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffins, but never pancakes. Go get me a cheeseburger. Go get The Rock a cheeseburger. No ketchup. You mind uh, giving a little blow just one time for The Rock? The Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? You ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Let's get ready to podcast! Hanksy Banksy Rock Bottom is a holly jolly podcast where two dumb idiot best friends put Tom Hanks in a headlock and are about to be ch 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 choke slammed by Dwayne the Rock Johnson! I'm Sam Siegel and I can smell the rock is cooking. 
sugar plums. Ooh. And I'm Luke Patrick. This week, I'm an astronaut, baby. Ooh, an astronaut. Yeah. I got that astronaut gleam on me. People can't keep yeah. their hands off. You do. I mean, you, I, you're surrounded by people just kind of with their hands on you. It's it's a little strange for for uh, recording a podcast, I'll yep. be honest. Yep, yep, yep. But, you know, what are you going to do when you're an astronaut? You're very popular. Also, hey, Sam, uh, I have a quick update on Zoa Warrior Healthy Energy Drink. Uh-huh, yeah. Is it making you healthier? Uh, it's absent from my life right now because I could not find any at the local oh, King no. Soups. So, Sam, instead, this week I have a Red Bull that I would like to open on air if that's okay. Uh, but Yeah, could you could you please grip it and rip it for me? I would love to grip and rip it, and this is in memory of Zoa Healthy Warrior Energy Drink. Which I assume in, is still doing fine. <laughs> but Yeah, in memoriam. Yeah. So uh, let me just get the tab on this puppy and... Oh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's crisp. Yeah. So uh, I am going for the high-energy vibes this week, my friend. Going Hell. hard on it. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, this week we did watch 2009's Planet 51. Yep. And, uh, Luke, now that you've got that bull urine just coursing through your mm-hmm. throat, mm-hmm. um, how about you tell me about your watch? Man, let me give you the preface to my watch. Oh, which no. Which is <laughs> me and my roomie hanging on the couch looking for something to watch. And I knew I had to watch this movie, Planet 51, so I pulled it up on Netflix, and it started to autoplay. As mm-hmm. Netflix does, to which I audibly <laughs> responded, I guess I'm doing this. And then I did it. So, yeah, man, yep. uh, that was my watch. That's <laughs> it was, how it goes. It was pretty disrespectful. We'll talk about this movie. But um, at one point during the movie, I did make a Caesar salad uh, uh-huh. and then sort of left it left it playing. Uh, didn't miss a thing, according nope. to the roomie. Um yeah, man, it was it was a restless, listless watch, mm. uh, if those two things are possible at the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I get you, I yeah. get you, just, just really didn't want to be there this week. No, did not, did not, but hey, Mark in the movie's favor, it is an hour and 31 minutes on the dot, oh. folks. And boy... That was what I needed to see this week. Mm-hmm. Ain't no three and a half hour Tom Hanks masterpiece. It's hell uh, no. It is less than half of a uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan, and that is what we all needed. Oh yeah, that's what you want, baby. Yeah. But uh, how was your watch, my friend? Man, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I have. I have like nothing to report from this week. It just the watch happened. Yeah. Um the most exciting thing <laughs> about the watch this week was that uh I've tried a different brand of oat milk. Oh. Uh, with my cereal and it's unsweetened, so it's slightly less good, but it's thicker, which I do enjoy. Yeah, I do, you know, as an oat milk aficionado, I do love the extra creamy. Those mm-hmm. uh real thick oat milks that's what i go oh, for oh yeah you really want it to coat the whole mouth yep exactly well that's kind of disappointing sam uh but i hear you on this movie uh it yeah, just sort of just, just sort of happens to you yeah it just it occurs and i was present and mm-hmm. and like there's not a you know there wasn't anything wild this week i'm over the cold um how about the plot? <laughs> <laughs> um, one critic, I think it was Roger Ebert, uh, described this movie as a reverse E.T. So mm-hmm. you, to give you Luke Patrick's patented three-act structure, your money-back guarantee for the first time this season. Uh, Hell yeah. Because this one's so by the numbers, I shouldn't be able to fuck this one up. Mm-hmm. Um There's a planet, which we're going to call Planet 51, because I don't think it's named anything. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. Nor is it referred to as Planet 51 in this film, come to (laughs) think of it. Nope. Uh, So, 
Anyway, there's a planet full of aliens that are stuck in like a 50s suburbia type vibe. And lo and behold, in Act 1, a human alien to them crash lands on the planet. This alien is voiced by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne the man. Um, and they, as a, as a populace, are pretty scared of aliens. They have a lot of alien invasion movies. So they, the military responds to this invasion, quote unquote, by hunting for him. Act two is one of the locals whose name I do not remember. Uh, the main character. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, huh. This movie made a big impact on both of us. Lem. His name is Lem. Yep. Yeah, there we go. That's what I was about to say. Definitely was going to say Lem. Lem. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So Lem in Act 1 and 2 is hiding uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're trying to get back to his ship, uh, leading to a big uh, fight where they are captured by the military, or Dwayne is, and then Lem and crew go to rescue him. They do uh, rescue him. He gets back on his ship. He saves the military general, which endears him to Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character. And then uh, they decide aliens aren't so bad. And Dwayne takes off in his ship. Sam, this movie is like a paint by numbers for how to make a movie for kids. Yeah, it's um, it's deeply forgettable. <laughs> More so than any other movie we have ever watched, I think. Yeah, which is almost a compliment. Yeah. I watched this movie, and within an hour, I would say every detail of it was gone from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, Luke, if I'm if I'm being really honest, my eyes glazed over once you started the plot. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just went into like a, a fucking fugue state. For however long it took you to do that, because I picked up nothing from the plot that you just recalled. Yeah. Hey, hey, buddy. Me too. And I was the one <laughs> delivering the plot. Um, yeah. It is. It is not okay. So we're di- diving straight into the review section. Yeah. Um, Sam, this movie is. I described it to the roomie, uh, and she agreed while we were watching it that. Um, this movie is white bread. It is so inoffensive and unspectacular in every possible way. Yes. That it's just like the the most universally palatable drivel. And that's the movie. If it weren't for one detail, I would say this movie can be best described in one word as inoffensive. Is it is it Sean William Scott? Because he's in this thing. No, actually, it's the fact that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is voicing a white guy. Hey, yeah, tall, skinny, handsome astronaut white guy for some reason. And there's no reason for it. Mm-mm. No. None whatsoever. And it's kind. It's fucking gross. Yeah. And it, it made me angry the whole movie. Because it's just like, why did he have to be white? Yeah, the point not being that Dwayne is playing a white guy, but the fact that the guy is white for no reason. Yeah, Yeah, there's no point for that character to be white. Yeah. And yet, like, just make him look like Dwayne. I Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the other thing is, why can't he just look like fucking Dwayne? Yeah. Yeah, or literally any non-white person would have Mm -hmm. been interesting. Um, And especially considering this is the far future where we're able to send humans to planet 51 at all yeah which um, uh i don't know if you caught it luke but is apparently 20 billion miles away from earth and yes. it took him three weeks yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he does mention that that he's been wearing the same suit for three weeks um which that's a lot of piss and shit for one single suit so so much mm-hmm. but again yeah. it i mean it I mean, we're moving beyond light speed oh, at that yeah. point. And so that that means we figured out in the future a way to turn piss and shit into food. <laughs> or rocket fuel or both. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Our food is rocket fuel. Yeah, I tell you, it would have made The Martian a very different movie if he could turn his own waste <laughs> products into potatoes. Uh, my favorite movie, <laughs> The Martian. Yes. Oh, my God. I just... Luke, the movie... I. I cannot figure out why everyone's like, yeah, then Dwayne made Tooth Fairy and it, it, uh, that was hard on him and it, and he decided to make a big change in his career and it's like, what the fuck are you talking? Yeah. This, this movie is so much better than some of the last ones we've, we've seen. Yeah. And I put it to you, which one was more fun to film, Tooth Fairy or The Green Mile? <laughs> Well, you know, um, tonally they're very similar. Yeah. Uh, so I, I gotta say, I think probably the Green Mile. Uh, it looks like <laughs> it looked like that set was a real laugh factory. Yeah, a real hoot and a half. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when they um, when they executed uh, really any character, I think they had just a, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks is on set goofing around, putting the wet sponge on his head, and then uh, pretending to be electrocuted. Mm-hmm. Everybody really yeah. got a big laugh out of that one, out of Tom's he, antics. Yeah, you know, he goes in the room to to sort of prep the chair, or whatever, and he and he accidentally falls into it, and then he goes, <laughs> and uh, and you know, they're all like, "Oh, Tom, you fucking you rascal!" Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know why. I mean, I guess people haven't seen it, is my guess. I guess not. I Do you know anything about the box office figures for this one? I think it was pretty good. Usually I have that locked and loaded, Sam. This week I do not. So I okay. feel ashamed, and I will resign my post as keeper of box office facts. Let's see if I can find it. Now, I did... It just accidentally sort of come across some trivia, and dude, it is earth-shattering stuff. Mm, you wanna um, you wanna share with the class? Yeah. Uh, so in 1993, the script was written as Whoa. a vehic- as a vehicle for Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Honestly, I can see it. I can really see that. That would have been a pretty funny movie. Except it was about a drill instructor whose father dies and he must carry on his legacy as the Tooth Fairy. Oh, uh, see, that's I loved the like jury duty summons aspect mm-hmm. of this. Uh, so I don't think that would have played as well. No, no, I don't think so at all. Um, and apparently this was Billy Crystal's first live-action movie role since Analyze That in 2002. Jesus Christ. You know what? He's probably just kicking it in retirement after some of the movies that that guy made. Yeah. I, Yeah, probably. And then to date, this remains Julie Andrews' last action appe- live-action appearance in a motion picture. Hey, yeah, I forgot to mention, Dame Julie Andrews is in this. Yeah. She's here. Yeah. <laughs> For reasons, but it absolutely slays. She's phenomenal in this flick. Oh, just, I, like, so, no one is bad in this. Mm-mm. No. No, no, That's, no, no. I think the other just buckwild part is that there's not a single person in this movie who I think, like, Eh, kind of did a shit job. Yeah. No one was phoning it in. I mean, that's another reason to to mark this down as a pretty good movie is that everybody's delivering on all cylinders and it really works. This movie works, Sam. Yeah. Okay. I I have the box office figures. Mhm. Uh, 48 million dollar estimated budget. Mm. Uh, gross worldwide a hundred twelve million dollars. Hot damn, hot diggity damn, man! That's a shitload of cash. Yeah. So why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, man. Huh? I guess just the career path from pro wrestler to sort of action movie star to doing kids movies. But he did other kids movies by this point. He's done many yeah. of them. 
Yeah, he's done a lot. I mean, you and I have talked about this uh, off air. We've watched a lot of kids' movies that we were not <laughs> anticipating. Yeah. We were sort of thinking it's going to be action movies and the Fast and the Furious and stuff. And largely, no. It's been no. PG movies aimed at small children. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you say how you felt about the movie as a whole? Uh, No, I did not. Hmm. Okay. So... I didn't love it mm-hmm. in the same way that you did, uh, but this movie's real good if yeah, I had to I, label it. I mean, I'd probably give it like an A minus, I guess. Okay, so you would recommend it? I would absolutely recommend it, especially if you have kids. <laughs> I can't clarify that enough. If you have a small child, this is great. If you're an adult... It's still a good time, but I think it's a hard sell to be like, I know you're going to want to watch The Ouija or nope. what, or whatever. Man, you're fucking right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, thanks. And then Skiff says, oh, wait, no, this one's yours. That's the one that I used earlier. Oh, how is this just based on that comment alone? How is this a kid's movie and or who is that joke meant for? I don't know, because there's another I, real heavily implied here quotes joke <laughs> uh, in which Dwayne's character shows his penis to children and one of them says that's a strange place to put an antenna yeah which also I mean not the showing his penis to children part notwithstanding because I don't know what to do with that um no. Other than call the police. Yeah, this does belie a lack of knowledge of that form of anatomical part. If they think Mm -hmm. it's an antenna, which means that their own genitals must in no way we can extrapolate from that resemble human anatomy. Right? Right. Yeah. Surely. So what could they possibly look like? Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at other alien references, we've got Avatar, where they have hair sex, because they have tendrils that come off the top of their heads so they can connect and sort of have hair sex. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's what's happening here, even though their hair is very strange and tentacly, and does seem to come straight out of their heads. Oh, this Red Bull. (laughs) Boy, it's... It's doing a number on you, man. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. Let's keep going <laughs> with the genital stock. Yeah. And so so I think it, we it can't be anything like a tentacle. No. I don't think because, so. Yeah. Because it, it would, even if it was a tentacle, I've, and yet you drink more Red Bull, Luke. Yeah. It's it's fighting you, and yet you can continue to consume it. Yeah, it tastes good, man. The bull urine tastes good. Mm. Okay, so it can't... I don't... I think if they had tentacles, they would recognize a penis. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they're confused by a penis, which is a great mm-hmm. band name, uh, confused <laughs> by the phallus... Uh, <laughs> free to take uh for you listeners uh just steal that one yeah um yeah but if they're confused by the phallus then they again no piece of their anatomy must resemble this other than an antenna which is what the kiddo says uh ooh, okay 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 what if it's kind of like pollen where (laughs) males have like a like a pouch yeah. Uh next to a like a like an opening with like a sphincter on yeah. it. And what they do is that they get next to the females and it just goes <laughs> and into whatever sort of opening females have. Yeah. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense because the fact that they don't wear pants, I'm assuming that their genitals or in this case their their pollen holes Mm-hmm. Are in roughly the same zone, so somewhere on the posterior. Wayne the Rock Johnson's character turns to his girlfriend and says, 
what if we got married? Like, mm-hmm. during the standing O. Way to fucking steal this kid's thunder, guy. Yeah, so, I'll tell you, the whole, the whole talent show thing was a little buck wild to me. Yeah. Okay? Because kid, kid goes out there, uh, and, and... It's just him alone on the stage with a guitar, which already is just like, there's no way this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in the real world, you everyone in that audience has sort of braced themselves for just <laughs> like a real difficult 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. The other person hard enough to get them to really blast their pollen right into your pollen receptacle. Yeah, your pollen hole. You can call it what yeah, it your, is. Yeah, your pollen hole. Your uh, your goopy, sticky pollen hole. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And hey, further complications on all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the female characters in this movie do have tits. They do have boobs, and... They're very human-like boobs. Yes. Hey, Luke? Mm-hmm? Was this movie made by a pervert? Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm thinking about it. I'm, yeah. I'm rolling back, back through what I can recall of it, and we've got alien women with very human-esque breasts. Yeah. No one wearing pants, and then a human man showing his penis to children. Yeah. And it really feels like this was just either one one man, it's always a man, yeah. or a, a, just a group of men's uh, kinks all yeah. kind of slam jammed into one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so stick with me here, okay? They're going <laughs> to be green, and they're going to have no pants. Okay, what do you mean they're not going to have pants? Yeah, no pants. They're just yeah, going to no be pants. open. Uh, yeah. and then the astronaut guy's gonna show his penis to a bunch of kids. <laughs> hey, 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 hold on, <laughs> hold on. Uh, he's gonna show his penis to kids. Yeah, Are they man. gonna, are they gonna comment on it? Yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be a big joke for the adults. Oh, um, man, that's, that's, that's pretty challenging. Um, <laughs> you think... You think you can throw something in there for me to yeah. kind of balance out how challenging the sort of grown man showing his penis to alien children? Yeah. Yeah, man. All the women are going to have big tits. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm on board. That's that's all I needed, baby. Baby. Yeah. Give me those alien boobs. That's what I want. Yeah. Which is confusing, um, because I guess that makes them monotremes, because they do show them laying eggs. We don't, I mean, we don't see them they laying eggs. They do have eggs. Yeah. They but, do have eggs, though. So what the fuck is going on with them? Yeah. They, they got pollen holes and, and milk glands. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. Unless... Mm-hmm. Unless the boobs are decorative or hmm. um or maybe like a status symbol rather than for reproductive purposes hmm sort of like a birds of paradise kind yes. of plumage basically mm-hmm. yeah because all the w- women that we see who have boobs are married right hmm I don't remember, but I'm pretty I don't sure either. that the only female character in this movie, who I believe is voiced by Jessica Biel, because the cast on this thing is crazy. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that she's got boobs as well. Huh. Um, the main love interest for Lem, whose name could not tell you if you put a gun to my head. <laughs> nope. Uh, blorp. Uh, <laughs> so, but she, again, is the object of his desire. Yeah. Um, and I, I use that term pretty, 
pretty specifically because, boy, she really is just kind of an object in this movie, isn't she? Yeah, she just sort of gets passed from situation to situation. Uh, does not pass the sexy lamp test or the sexy gabzorp test yep. uh, as they only have gabzorps on this planet. Yeah, um, just gabzorps. That was my favorite store in this movie was gabzorps, gabzorps, gabzorps. <laughs> Yeah, she just kind of gets handed around, um, and the romance plot's pretty thin. I don't again, know, man. I think I think the only reason she's desirable is because she has the right plumage, and by plumage, I mean boobs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into this idea, and I also love the idea of, well, do you think that it's secretive, like you're supposed to keep your plumage out of view, or do they do pageants where it's just, hmm. like, tits out? This is how you're you're going. Well, I think I th- okay. So she doesn't really have hers out. Yeah, but we do see an older person who does kind of have some cleavage on display. Hmm. And so I think maybe it's a situation where maybe there's like a rite of passage mm-hmm. where you pass a certain age, and then you go to the gonk gonk and. <laughs> And and at the gonk gonk, you uh you show off what you got, which is a a big sticky pollen hole, and some just massive knockers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems about right to me. Um, yeah, which has got to be just a wild event. And now I'm I'm thinking about the fact that the astronaut is one a pickup artist. Uh huh. And two, kind of lecherous from the way he talks about women. So, uh, yeah. This is this is maybe something um that I should talk about. Is anyone in this movie likable? No. Yeah, that's kind of where <laughs> I was landing. <laughs> Not for lack of effort, but no one is. Here's another thing I wrote in my in my notes is that. There's no character development in this movie. Everyone no. is like in stasis. Uh, wherever you see them when they start is who they are. And nobody is particularly like you can't root for many people in this movie. No. I mean, again, Dwayne's character says uh, to like pick up women. It's a three step process. And I'm going to repeat the steps here. But I just want to put out here, folks, it sucks. Because mm-hmm. it's, one, spot the target already bad. <laughs> already. You know this is not going anywhere good. Yeah. Two, make a move. And three, show no mercy. Yeah. God almighty, this sucks so much. Yeah. And is so rapey yep it ain't great um and this is he's talking to ostensibly i mean from his perspective it's a (laughs) and and man we got some good fucking hockey in this and Mm -hmm. god god damn there aren't enough hockey movies that i've seen no so as a whole there aren't enough hockey movies hockey's a great sport that's i'm on record as saying that i'm a huge hockey fan uh, yeah, very pro hockey. Mm-hmm. This is a, hey folks, this is a pro hockey household. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> We're very pro hockey in our house. So if you don't like hockey, you can fuck off. Yeah, we like pucks and nets and going to the boards with it. And if that's mm-hmm. not your thing, you can go watch a footy match, I guess. And we we neither like nor understand is it is it offsides? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. We will yeah. never understand the offsides rule. Thank God the refs do, because I don't. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think they do either. Um, man, I, okay, here's, first of all, Luke, I think this is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need you to uh, repeat after me. Mm-hmm. I, fill in your name. I, Luke Patrick. Swear to uphold and perform. Swear to uphold and perform. The duties, responsibilities, and obligations. The duties, responsibilities, and obligations. 
of a tooth fairy. Of a tooth fairy. And I will not uh, drink and fly. And I will definitely not drink and fly. All right, yeah. So we can continue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, for... I, God, I don't know where to start. I love it too much. Yeah, um, hang on. Did you just swear me in as a tooth fairy? Yeah, you're a tooth fairy now. Oh, um, <laughs> damn it. I had plans. Well, sucks to suck. Uh, Okay, I want to talk about the first home invasion. Okay, um, yeah. Where it, it shows him doing it the the first time, and we get the the longest bit. Where he he's got shrinking paste, mm-hmm. and he uses the shrinking paste in what I thought was a bit of an unorthodox method, which is that he suckles it. Yes, he doesn't just he's, like get a little bit on his finger and then put it on his tongue. No, no, or squeeze it directly onto his tongue like I thought. No, he suckles the paste. Yeah. Um, and I that that was a strange sort of way to do that one Mm -hmm. um but he goes into this house and for there's a beautiful very cute cat uh that i very much enjoyed seeing yeah but what really got me is that you know clearly he's green screened in because he's you know shrunk Mm -hmm. which means that someone had to that pollen dust all over your room (laughs) yeah I mean, unless, I mean, do you think maybe they put a sock over their uh, pollen sphincter and then they just blast pollen into a sock? (laughs) (laughs) Helped. Yeah. Because it's just this concept of like a camera in a sleeping kid's face, uh, angle by angle by angle, uh, with nothing happening. Just these long shots of a sleeping child (laughs) with a camera. No! God! <laughs> Don't worry, it's perfectly natural. I did it a lot at your age. Oh, God, Dad. <laughs> no, Dad. I still do it now, son. It's fine. It's perfectly normal, and it's, he- it's healthy for your pollen sphincter. Yeah, it keeps you from getting uh, pollen sphincter cancer. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, helps you, it helps you blast more, son. Yeah. And everybody knows a woman loves a big pollen blast. Yeah. Uh, a big, thick cloud. A woman, or or a man, or anybody uh, who's neither of those things. You know, everybody. I know. Well, I see, you and I would say that now. Yeah. But this is the planet's 1950s, so That's true. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gender norms out the wazoo, mm-hmm. for sure. Um yeah. Hey, I don't think this is funny. I just need to get it off my chest. <laughs> okay, cool for our comedy podcast. Yeah. So he lands on the planet, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's mm-hmm. character. Yes. I, we've been calling him Dwayne's character. I'm pretty sure his name is Chuck. Yes. Okay. That is his name. God, I forgot that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Um,. Chuck lands on the planet and starts talking to Lem and says, you speak my language. To which Lem says, you speak my language. So they both speak English. Uh Uh-huh. For no fucking reason. Yeah. And they share a history because this is the 50s. Yes. And then when he's leaving, Chuck says, call me when you hit the 60s because that's going to be fun. Right. Which clearly is oh shit is Mm -hmm. it called planet 51 because it's in the 50s (sighs) yeah yeah probably is were they planning planet 61 probably which hey would have been wild just God, I know. A kid's movie about sexual revolution and everybody dropping acid. And uh, smoking a shitload of weed. Yeah, plus a lot of like social progression mm-hmm. uh, through through violence and protesting. I mean, man, peaceful resistance. Would, yeah. That would have been something to see. Uh, <laughs> to see Lem and Skiff and... Lorp? Uh, (laughs) 
getting just toasted off of some <laughs> good, dank, gop-jop leaf. Yeah. Oh, where was that sequel? Mm-hmm. I would pay any amount of money to see that sequel. Oh, my um, God. Can you think just the pollen clouds that would hover over their sort of woodstock? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about the footage from Woodstock that I've seen where there's just mm-hmm. billowing smoke clouds of ganja and tobacco, mm-hmm. except in this yes. case, just, you know, the Who is playing or whatever, and there's just massive pollen clouds just oh yeah, looming just a- over everything. Mm-hmm. And then I I think the gag would be that he, uh, Dwayne would come back and uh, and he'd breathe in too much of that pollen and he'd choke on it and there'd be a long scene where he's like, <coughs> and then they're yeah. like, that's my calm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck are we even doing, Sam? I don't know. <laughs> um... Okay, I have two two other things I need to say about this movie. Okay. All right. One, this movie makes an obscene number of references to other movies. Um, mm-hmm. So that's its whole shtick. I mean, outside of being the most bland movie you will ever see, it's full of references, and those are supposed yeah, to be the jokes. It did kind of go to the Big Bang Theory of joke telling, mm-hmm. which is just referencing things that other people know about. Yeah. Um, so much so that I actually have a list of every single sci-fi movie that was referenced oh in this movie. God. Would you like this list, Sam? More than anything. Okay. In order of appearance, they are Star Trek, Aliens, 2001 A Space Odyssey, E.T., Star Wars, Terminator, The Right Stuff. That's all Jesus. Of them. And actually, Jesus Christ. The Right Stuff gets mentioned four or five times. It does. Mm-hmm. It gets mentioned so fucking much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Is there anything you liked in this movie? Because there is precisely one gag that got me to smirk. Okay. And that was it. Um, excited to hear what that was. Yes, there was one aspect of this movie that both me and the roomie enjoyed immensely. Mm-hmm. Which is that the dogs in this universe are xenomorphs from aliens. They look exactly yes. the same. They're just pet uh-huh. xenomorphs. Yes. Uh, and I really appreciated that. That was very funny. It was a very good touch. Yeah. What did you enjoy about this movie? The scene where the general is explaining to ah, Chuck. Yes. His plan to have everyone in the room shoot everyone else should Chuck take over their minds. Yes. And it is long, it is drawn out, and it is extremely complicated. And for some reason, it made me not laugh because Mm -hmm. it wasn't that funny, (laughs) but lightly smile. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good because he's like, Glabsorp is going to shoot Flip Flop and Flip Flop is going <laughs> to shoot Praxis and so and on and so on. And if you take control of them, then Gorpabomb is going to take them all out. And then if you take out Gorpabomb, then Johnson is going to electrocute everyone. Yeah. Which then proceeds to happen. They do, in yeah. fact, devolve into a, they get spooked and start shooting each other and electrocuting each other. And yeah, these, these aliens have a resistance to both bullets and electricity that is awe-inspiring. It was disappointing to me, Luke, because yeah. I wanted to see them get shot and their blood go all over the place, yeah. and and I wanted to see them suffer. Yep. Uh, Much like we suffered, it would have been nice to mm-hmm. have seen the same on the screen. Yep. Well, Luke, I mean, that's that's about it, honestly. I don't really... Uh, do you got I don't I don't like it <laughs> <laughs> oh I have one last thing to say about this movie okay uh, and then we can we can go somewhere else um, Sam this movie has the most bonkers product placement I've ever seen oh because 
And you got to wonder if they just did this even without the money for the product placement. I think I know what you're going to say, but yeah, for it. randomly shortly after the, uh, the alien meets the, the planet people, uh, Chuck, the alien says, Hey, eat this. And then just procures a Twix, just a Twix yes. bar. Apropos yeah. of nothing. <laughs> he just has a Twix. Mm-hmm. And then it comes Which, up again later because they're like the professor who's voiced by John Cleese and they are identical. Oh. I was about to say that. Who's this? Oh, that's my designated driver. <laughs> he's 11. <laughs> yeah, but he's good with the stick shift. <laughs> Shit, Randy knows stick? Mm-hmm. God. Damn, this Randy's kid's, cool. Yeah, Randy. Randy's an awesome little kid, for sure. Yes, so good. Um, I mean, do you, do you have any other thoughts here? Mm, nothing at this juncture. I think maybe okay. we can we can slide on out of here. Uh, one thing. Mm-hmm. There's some good product placement in here, man. What? I totally missed the product placement. You missed uh, a couple very good little little logos for the old CPK. Okay. California Pizza Kitchen. (laughs) Co-financed by Blumhouse in the California Pizza (laughs) Kitchen. Yeah, get you some CPK. Daddy Dwayne loves it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or Tech Dex. Do you fucking remember Tech Dex, my man? Yeah, because he rides it around to avoid the cat. It's excellent. Yeah, he's got tech deck. Um, and then uh, our old friend, Nationwide. Oh, friend of the podcast. Basically family at this point, Nationwide. Mm-hmm. They're, They're on, on your, your side. side. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, this episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom brought to you by California Pizza Kitchen, Tech Decks, and Nationwide. Mm, God, you love those sponsorship bucks. Mm-hmm. We're really rolling in it. Yeah, and so, um, look, I really, we have a lot of money, mostly from CPK, uh, I, which, you know, really fun in this Colorado slash Arkansas based podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really want to take some of that ad revenue money from the old CPK California pizza kitchen, uh, fresh pizzas, fresh ingredients, and, uh, and maybe go buy some rock stocks. Ooh, that sounds good to me. Let's go. Sam, I do have one thing that I forgot to mention about this movie. Uh-huh. So, Dwayne is dating this woman, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he has a poker night with the lads, with the hockey players that he's friends with. Yes. He hosts this poker night <laughs> at her house. Yes. What the fuck is that about? I don't really know. Now, remind me. Was she out of the house yes. while he was hosting it? Yes, 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 yes. Critical detail. Okay. She was gone. Was he supposed to be watching the children? <laughs> yeah. I'm very confident that... Oh, so maybe you're thinking the poker night was illicit and they had to leave before she got home. Yes, I mm. think so. And And so you saw she got home... And he was trying to dispose of the California pizza kitchen box. Yes. Um, but she caught him. And so he was like, do you want any? <laughs> the old pizza deflection. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's but, just an insane thing to do for someone you're dating. Like, hey, I'm going to borrow your house. This is not a question. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Me and the boys are going to play some games. You don't know them. Uh, but uh, they're going to be in your home. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I hope you're, I knew you'd be cool with it. Yeah. It's, it's batshit. So, anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I forgot to mention it in the, in the first half. Oh, hey, totally understandable. Yeah. So, um, I got to tell you. I think I think we need to do something. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of California Pizza Kitchen, I, I just wanted to say, um, California Pizza Kitchen, uh, fresh <laughs> ingredients, fresh pizzas, does present uh, this new segment 
that uh, California Pizza Kitchen and we will be calling um, Into the Fairyverse. Into the Fairyverse. Let's bust open some world building for this motherfucker. Yeah, Into the Fairyverse, brought to you by California Pizza Kitchen. Fresh ingredients, fresh pizza is always good. Um, so, Luke, we get we get a lot, and I assume this is the Blumhouse sort of influence. We get a lot of world building mm-hmm. with the fairies. Yeah. For sure. And we we got to break it all down because, first of all, the fairies seem to operate under the jurisdiction of the Department of Dissemination of Disbelief. Okay. <laughs> is that is that correct? I don't know what you're talking about. Luke, were you fucking conscious for this movie? Because he receives his summons from the Department of Dissemination of Belief. Okay, I did not. I completely missed that part well, of his summons. Well, clearly you didn't pause the movie on the summons <laughs> and read it and write it down like a normal movie viewer does. Now, who do you suppose houses the Department of Dissemination of Belief? Justice? Mm, the the De- Department I f- of Justice? I figured Department of Justice or Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Homeland Security for sure. Yeah, I do think so. Yeah. Um, We've got national secrets. We're keeping terrorism out. And we're making sure kids believe in the Tooth Fairy, uh, Father Christmas, the whole, the whole sort of shebang. You mentioned Father Christmas. And Luke, I, I'm going to tie this back to our Christmas special. Do you think... Do you think the Department oh. of Dissemination of Disbelief uh, was created after the events of the movie Fat Man, 2020's Fat Man? Yes. Uh, and so Santa is now officially uh, under the jurisdiction of the Department of Dis- uh, the Department of Dissemination of Disbelief, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. under the Department <laughs> of Homeland Security. And so, uh, so he's kind of one branch of that, and then the tooth fairies are maybe another branch. Yeah. Oh, I think absolutely. Uh, and I like to think that they also have sort of buckets for like the Easter Bunny. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We we do know there's there's one for leprechauns mm-hmm. because Dame Julie Andrews does mention something about leprechauns, which. I do want to talk about, but first, mm-hmm. but first, we, why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for more, but I understand the question. Yes. Just why? Here's Is this needed for the American government. Yeah. I I mean, I think it's for the same reasons as Fat Man, which you haven't listened to. Go listen to our Christmas special on Fat Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's economic stimulus. Is mm. And then maybe because we've already established that Mark Zuckerberg is actually behind all this. Maybe there's like a fat government contract that's involved. Um, Ooh, yeah. But primarily, I think it's the injection of cash into the hands of miners that are going to uh, bolster oh, the toy shit. industry. This is all oh, big toy, shit. Sam. Luke, mm-hmm. what you're describing is sort of a very complicated way of doing a child tax credit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's in no way above board. No. <laughs> so instead of giving the money to parents, they're giving much less money to children yeah. to stimulate the candy economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Candy and toys. Candy and toys. And you know this is a government institution because at one point, Dame Julie Andrews is like, well, I can't give you more equipment because we're a little strapped for funding. Mm-hmm. So, Con- yeah. Congress won't approve our new fucking budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we can't get that thing pushed through. Uh, Does that mean that in the event of a government shutdown, that if you put a tooth under your pillow, you're not getting any fucking cash? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're getting no skrill off of that. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to wake up with a tooth under your pillow and a bunch of crushed dreams. <laughs> yep. And then you'll curse Ted Cruz once again. <laughs> God damn you, Ted Cruz. You son of a bitch. Um, yeah. So, okay, that would mean that really 
the Department of Dissemination of Disbelief is really just in the pocket of Big Toy. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, this this department has Santa Claus, uh, which toys. Yeah. The Tooth Fairy, money for toys. And the Easter Bunny, eggs full of toys. Yes. I. Yeah, that sounds right. So it's just Big Toy influencing our goddamn government. Yeah, I think this is all from the Hasbro lobby. The infamous God Hasbro lobby. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Ruining the... A baller. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I think we've we figured this part out. But I want to look more towards their early years, kind of their early evolution, because we see how they've coped with the... Tooth fairy. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we got to uh, just... We got to bust them out of this vicious cycle. Yeah. I mean, do you really want Mr. Hasbro... <laughs> to be telling the pre- Joe Biden what to do? I don't. I don't. I'm not comfortable with that at all. With no. the Hasbro Mattel Corporation, uh, exactly. big lobby, semi semi organized crime unit. I'm not into that. No, not at all. I mean, you saw what happened to the the R Us family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they stepped out of line. They started, you know, talking reform and unionizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. And suddenly, Jonathan R. Us, dead. <laughs> Found dead in a dumpster uh, <laughs> with a bunch of Legos shoved into his mouth. Now, we've gone a little bit astray of the, the fairy verse here. Yeah, we've, um, we kinda, we've dipped into our own reality. Uh, yes. Yeah. Was Julie Andrews' leprechaun comment racist? Yes. Okay, I yeah. just I needed that cleared cleared up for me. Um, yeah, I think there's there's definitely some derision aimed at leprechauns in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I think the big one are the fairies unionized. Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. So there's there's the staff fairies mm-hmm. like Tracy. Who again? Yes. His card, his ID, his identification card lists him as six foot nine. Well, he's Stephen Merchant. He's taller than fucking Dwayne. Yeah, so I think that's fact. I think Stephen Merchant is six foot nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you've got the staff fairies who sort of run things, and I think they're full Benny's salaried employees. Um, oh, but I think the people that are summoned that are doing the actual tooth fairy business, I mean, they're, I can't emphasize this enough at the end of their tenure, they're amnesia dust into not remembering anything about being a tooth fairy. So hell yeah, you're going to exploit those freelance contractors. Yeah. God damn it. Mm-hmm. God damn it. DHS. <laughs> <laughs> Just another one of your fucking crooked, crooked things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think God they're they're being abused to hell and back. They're performing labor for no pay, uh, under duress and at late hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, they could really do with some collective bargaining, but nobody remembers doing it. So, well, and here's the interesting thing to me, Luke, is you keep saying they, um, and if you. If you would remember, I actually swore you in as a tooth fairy oh. earlier in this very episode. God damn it. Oh, so there's I, my you wings. Need to be, you gotta be saying we. Oh. Um, so, I mean, you won't remember this conversation after your, your job is done. Yeah. Um, but, man, you're fucked. You're not getting any bennies. I am. I, I'm a caseworker. Mm, okay. Uh, I'm a fair caseworker. So, I'm, I mean, the bennies are great. It's the same ones that Congress gets. Actually, <laughs> damn, that's primo. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be editing this podcast episode later, or rather, I won't be editing it, and you'll have to remind me that there's a new mm-hmm. episode, and I'll be like, "What? <laughs> when did when did we do this?" Yes. Um, I mean, what questions do you have? So I have a big one. Uh huh. Which is that because again, the whole premise is that you you do your week of uh, jury duty summons of tooth fairy summons. Mm-hmm. And then you have the memories blasted straight out of your skull. Mm-hmm. Are we all working like these random demon and fairy jobs and we just oh, have no memory shit. of it? Oh, shit, man. Mm-hmm. Shit. Shit. Fuck. 
<laughs> oh my god. God damn it. Because with this yeah. structure, yeah, I think we are. That's why, like, your socks go missing is because someone got hired by a demon for a week to just, like, break in and <sighs> steal half of your socks. Now, I do have something mm-hmm. that I, I, I think could sort of make you and me feel a little better. Yeah. Because I think we haven't been amnesia dusted. And the only way I know this is because we uncovered the mystery of Atar last season. Oh, and yeah. I think if if we had been amnesia dusted, we'd never found out about Atar. Yeah, I think we're exempt. We're we're on a different clearance level at this point. Unless unless does the amnesia work does the amnesia dust not work on Jews? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. We gotta consider what's under this department. It's Santa, Christian, yeah. and the Easter Bunny, Christian. Yeah. Two fairies. Leprechauns. Uh, leprechauns are Irish, which ain't ain't no Irish Jews. <laughs> to our burgeoning Irish listener base, uh, if you are an Irish Jew, uh, many apologies. Um, yeah, and actually Please email me. Um, <laughs> Please email Sam with yeah. whatever, honestly. Yeah, just tell me what that scene is like, because I'm a Jew in the South, and so, you know, I know what that, that whole scene's like, but Jewish in Ireland. Huh. Yeah. Um, I think it's a theory. I think we need more data to back this up, because I believe that the Tooth Fairy is non-denominational. Correct, um, yes. So we kind of need more data. I think we have to see what it's like for a Jewish person to go through this program. And then True. we'll get that data. Because for right now, I think it's a big question mark in the dossier. Yeah. I, the only thing that makes me think that it, it doesn't is that, you know, it's the government. They're going to try to save some money. So maybe they're using the same dust for all three. And... You know, they they just happened to sort of sort of use dust that doesn't work on Jews. <coughs> and when the tooth fairies got sort of roped into this department, they were like, "Yeah, we got this Christian forget dust. Um, we're not gonna get any more because <laughs> Congress didn't approve it." Yeah, but uh, you can use it. Just just know, you go to a Jewish home, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a bunch of confused people staring mm-hmm. at a human being dressed in a fairy costume. Yeah, uh, as he's throwing dust in their faces, and they're going, "Yeah, not not working, man." You're... <laughs> I'm calling the cops. What the fuck is this? I'm calling the cops and my rabbi. <laughs> I have so many questions. Yeah, this is. This is really fucking with me, man. You know, the Easter Bunny tried this shit last week. Um, <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a theory. Like I said, I think we I think we need some more data, but you've really fleshed this thing out. I think it's got some legs on it. Okay, okay. Um, you got any other questions about the fairyverse? Hmm, let me check the old notes. Do 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 flick some flick some pages on the copious notes that I got here. Um we already covered what they do with the teeth, so I feel yeah. like um nah, I think I'm good. I had some questions about Tooth Fairy evolution. Um uh, mm, yes. Because they do specifically call out how fairies evolved. Yes. Uh but I think that's better left as a mystery. So Yeah. Can can I um ask sort of a tangential question about the fairies? Sure. Is Billy Crystal's character a pervert? Because he seems like a pervert to me. Hmm. Now you're on record as being sort of a pervert spotter. Uh, you got a real. <laughs> That's you got a gauge is, for it. That is my job. Yeah, because uh, you sort of called out the entirety of Planet Fifty One, rightly so, as a movie created by a pervert. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I've got Pervdar. You got, everybody needs Pervdar. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of. It does sort of seem like it. 
At, at a minimum, yeah. he's a guy who enjoys a joke a little bit too much. It's For me, it was the stuff with the shrinking paste. Yeah. That seems to be very much a kink of his, which, I, look, I'm not yucking that yum. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with people who are into sort of giantess stuff, people who are into Evor stuff. You know, that's fine. You know, everybody likes a good uh, big gulp every once in a while. <laughs> but um, the thing is, he said that he likes to use the shrinking paste, jump into an inkwell, and then uh, while his wife is asleep run all over her body and leave little inky footprints on her. And that's fucked up. It is something. And Mm -hmm. again, you gotta wonder if this is Billy Crystal ad-libbing or if somebody wrote this into the script. Um, Neither neither direction is great. (laughs) Thank you for no butting that one, Luke. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no butting myself. If I'm honest, um, yeah. <laughs> sort of an owned goal. Um, God, we're professionals. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, what do you think the Tooth Fairy is about? You know, Krampus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the Tooth Fairy is like Krampus. It's a it's a horrible monster that's a fairy made of teeth. Mm. 